Swan, this is episode 125 in which myself and my lovely wife Tiffany B discuss Toy Story 4, the risky Toy Story 4. You've already got a brilliant trilogy. What kind of idiot says let's go for a number 4? John Lasseter, that's who, and then he gets fired for being a pervert. Oh, this is all going to go terribly. In 2010, a pair of young, sexy people arranged to go and see Toy Story 3 in the Beckenham Odeon in southeast London, and then grab some food at the Gourmet Burger Kitchen. It was, to use the parlance of our times, a date. The film was fantastic, capping off what remains one of the great film trilogies of all time, and finished with a heartbreaking farewell to the series' human lead, Andy. Tears were shed by the bucket load, by one of the party, and a stony visage maintained by the other. He cried, she did not. Did it spell disaster for the man? Well, you tell me, because those people were Tiffany B and I, and nine years later we're married and reasonably content. Thanks. (laughs) And to celebrate the ninth anniversary of our first ever date, what better activity than to go and see Toy Story 4. Originally intended to be released on the 16th of June 2017, but conveniently pushed back in order to be released around the same time of year to facilitate our walk down memory lane. And we would, I would like to speak on your behalf, we would like to extend our heartfelt thanks to Pixar for doing that for us. It shows you don't get if you don't ask, right? Write those letters, guys. There's no request too big to ask. The story of Woody... Buzz and the rest of the gang learning how to live with a brand new owner, little Bonnie. The group is made one bigger with the arrival of Forky, a toy created by Bonnie from a spork, pipe cleaners, lolly sticks and googly eyes who creates as many issues for Woody as he does for the people trying to keep track of the internal logic of living toys. But is this film toy tall garbage? Or is it another triumph proving that the Toy Story franchise is just hunky story. Oh, wow. What? Wonderful. Wow is right. Wonderful. To help me decide is the action ceramic to my trash person, Tiffany B. Hello. Hi. Tiffany B, in a spoiler-free context, I just think of Toy Story 4. Um... <laughs> I thought it was good. I liked it. I felt a little worried, I think. You felt worried, did you? Towards the beginning. Well, before I'd even gone in there. The beginning of the day. The beginning? You woke up. (laughs) Furrowed brow. I was was pretty anxious, you know, throughout the whole day. (laughs) I, I was worried because... It's that thing, isn't it, where it's something you love and you're like, please don't ruin it. Please don't ruin it. It's like seeing one of your favourite books in a film or TV. Please don't do that. Please just do a good job. I really want it to be good. Um, So I was a little worried because, you know, four is a lot. Yeah. That is a lot of films to make about the same group of characters. And when they've already knocked three out of the park. Yeah. 
you also kind of think it's dangerous because you can yeah. you can tarnish your reputation absolutely or you can go out on high mm. and so I do think it's a bit of a risk um so that was where my anxiety came from um and then I must admit at the beginning of the film uh-huh. I was a, I was a little on edge still I felt like this is good, but it's not great. Yeah. Um, but then I felt maybe in the the kind of latter two thirds, maybe three quarters. Yeah. It kind of got into its own, and it was wonderful. Yeah. As they as they all have been. Yeah. Um. So, yeah, I thought I really I really liked it. I didn't love the beginning, but I felt like it it kind of caught itself up and did a good job and told a good story and did everything you love from the other films yeah I yeah I'd agree with that I, th- I feel like um, with something like this where you've got three they're all great they're banked you've got them you, yeah. you'll be, you're taking them you home you can go That's take them home just yeah. go home just you retire put that in the bank the Toy that Story franchise banked incredible trilogy thanks very much which I feel like almost makes the fourth one have to work that much harder to kind of justify its own existence. Its existence, yeah. It can't just because with the third one in a tri- I mean, there've been any number of trilogies with two great ones and then the third one that's yeah. a bit pu. Yeah. Um, yeah. To get three right is still it's challenging. Absolutely, and and I feel like there's a there's an expectation with three. Yeah. That it kind of three feels like a, a round, you yeah. know. That's a it's the three act structure. It's the three, you know. Mm. There's something. If you've done two, there's always going to be that question of like, when are we going to do that third one? Yeah. Whereas once you've done three, there are far fewer voices going. Okay, so when are we rounding out this quadrilogy? Yeah. Uh, when's this coming coming home? Um, and so I feel like yeah, it really needed to have that thing of like, well, this is why we're, t- this is the story that we're really, that we're telling and this yeah. is why we're telling it and this is a really interesting, important story. And yeah, I would agree with you in, in that it didn't really have that at the beginning. Hmm. Um, and interestingly, um, the, the forky stuff, all of the, you know, trailers and adverts and stuff that I'd seen about it on the run up to it pretty much just focused on him and there's some stuff mm. about Bo Peep and, you know, yeah. uh, being a bit more of a kind of an action, you know, running, jumping, climbing trees type character mm. than she had been before. Um, but really, it's it's about Forky. But f- and Forky, I think, takes up the, the expanse of that early part. Mm. Which isn't to say that he's a bad character, but I no. just feel like they didn't, like, maybe they felt like he was funnier than... He is, or the joke. I think it just went on too last long. longer than yeah. it yeah, would sustain longer than it actually yeah. did. Um, but once he becomes, you know, just part of the gang, I suppose, as opposed to, you know, oh, it's the Forky show. Here's, you know, um, yeah, it really kind of hit its stride, and yeah, by the end, it, it gives you everything. Like you say, it gives you everything that you want from a Toy Story film. You'll mm. laugh, you'll go ooh because it's tense. You'll cry. Did you cry? didn't cry no of course not once it kind of got going maybe it's like you know nine years needed to get the rust off the old hinges and then once it started chugging along it yeah was, um, yeah the toy story that, that you know and love yeah who was your mvp um it was bo peep bo peep or annie potts annie she potts is known in the human world yeah 
um, yeah, I just, I, I really liked her, um, her story. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I liked that she was a strong female character, mm-hmm. but she wasn't a strong female character with a label on her in a kind of, this is the strong female character of the story. Okay. Like, she wasn't really a main character. No. She had a lot, you know, a, a big role in the kind of progression of the film and yeah. the structure of the story. But it wasn't, I don't know, it didn't feel too forced. Okay. Um, and I thought she was very good and acted very well. Yeah. And there were some funny moments with her, um, with the with the sheep and things. Yeah. Um, yeah. And I liked what she kind of stood for offered a bold new perspective yeah. um, uh, to the Toy Story franchise. Something that I really liked about Bo Peep mm. is that to this point she'd been, you know, background character. I don't think she's no. even in the third one. They oh, just kind not? of, oh, she, you know, was given away along the way or whatever. Yeah. Um, but in the first two she's kind of, you know, peripheral. She's kind of a bit of a love interesty kind yeah. of, you know, for Woody. Um, and so obviously she's, yeah, played by Annie Potts who's just a you know she's a voice actress she's that's yeah. what she does and now this now she's catapulted into forward, you know yeah. one of the you know one of the female leads yeah. of the film that they didn't recast Mantle. and say oh now she's Scarlett Johansson or whatever yeah, you know, yeah. that she's remained as the you know yeah. have that consistency um, because I mean there's a huge amount of kind of stunt voices yeah. in this that have been kind of picked up along the way. Yeah. I was going to ask that. Um, it, the Rhino character was um, the one from 30 Rock, the kind of crazy one who... Uh, the Rhino character? The, like, right I think it's a Rhino toy. It's, like, one of the main toys, and she's a bit kind of scared, I think. And she's playing... Triceratops. Oh, sorry, yes. Triceratops. Yes. Yes. Kristen Schaal. In my head, it was a rhino. Anyway, yes. Was that always her? Yeah. Oh, that's yeah. interesting. This is the first time I've ever recognised her. Oh, really? For, like, as Although she only came in in the last film, I think. I don't think she was in the first... Because she's one of the kind of the Bonnie originals. Yeah. Oh, okay. um, Along with uh, Dolly and Mr. Pricklepants. And, oh, is she? Oh, yeah. that's funny. And so then it's like, oh, it's the two dinosaurs yeah. meeting and that neither of them are like, you know, ferocious. Proper dinosaurs. Yeah. yeah. Anyway, sorry. But I yeah, just... like she is an example of just one of the people they've kind of collected along yeah. the way. And obviously she's got a very animatory, you know, a distinct voice. Yeah, yeah. Um, obviously she's in uh, Bob's Burgers as well. Yes, yeah. Um, but there's just loads of, like Mr. Pricklepants is voiced by Timothy Dalton. And I think he has one maybe two lines yeah. in the entire thing but it, it yeah. just the ensemble is huge it's now. incredible Jeff Garlin is the um, unicorn who's kind of always mm. trying to get the dad arrested uh, yeah just just so many people and all of the people in the um, uh, when Woody gets uh, doesn't get picked to be played with towards yeah. the beginning oh in the and there's closet. all those old closet toys yeah and they're all voiced by like Carl Reiner and Mel Brooks and Betty White and oh, stuff really? so they're, I didn't they're know. all kind of old people as well yeah um, but yeah the fact that they stuck with Annie Potts I, I like that a lot yeah yeah who was your MVP uh, my MVP was a slightly broader one and maybe a little bit um, of a cop out of a cop out maybe who knows probably uh, 
the animators. Because I just think the these films, there's so much that's carried, and obviously they must use the kind of the actors when they're doing the, the performances in the booth mm. to, as a kind of, some kind of guide and getting ideas from them in terms of how they've played it. But it's not, but even when they do that, it's, they're not doing like the kind of mocap dots on the face kind of thing yeah. and stealing their expressions. Even if they're copying, they're still having to draw the whole thing. Draw that or program that no, in or yeah, whatever. Um, and there's so many little beautiful little moments. Mm. And there's one that I'm going to talk about later, but I'm going to talk about it now. Um, that was like, should I talk about it in spoiler? Well, there's a moment uh, right towards the beginning where one character has to uh, make a decision of whether they're staying with a character or leaving. Mm. Um, and it's a beautiful scene and it's really emotional. And there's one bit where it just focuses on the character's hands. Yeah. And they just take their hands off a thing. And it's just such a little moment that tells a whole story. Yeah. And it's so... Just little moments like that. And it's been the same all the way through Toy Story. Some of the funniest moments have been based on little... Little things with the um, animations and how Woody walks. And they do such a good job at conveying emotion and conveying character and conveying yeah. feeling with toys. Yeah. Um, I just think it's such a... It's something to be really celebrated, especially yeah. in a world where now, you know, you look at something like the Avengers or whatever and, you know, Mark Ruffalo's this big Hulk thing, but he's just doing the dots over it. Yeah. Through. And obviously that's a that's a, a skill a in and of itself. Skill. Yeah. But just being able to being entirely in charge of how these characters move and what they do and being able to how tell so to much life. with that, how they yeah. come to life, absolutely. Um, and even from, a, you know, the animators in terms of how they move, but then also all the kind of textures in there, it yeah. all looks so real. Yeah. And I think it's, it's aided by the fact that it is all real stuff. It's not Monsters, Inc., where there's, you know, yeah. furry things flying all over the place. It's real toys, and that's made of rubber, and that's yeah. made of plastic, and that's made but of But then cloth. that's almost harder in some sense. Yeah. Because with ones where it's not real, you can just do whatever you want. Yeah, that's the, true. The fabrics and the textures can be anything you wish, yeah. and it, you know, don't have to make any logical sense in terms of the way they move yeah. or, like, gravity or... Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Um, like physics, it doesn't matter yeah. if you're making it up. But when you're trying to replicate something that's real, I feel like that's almost yeah. harder because you're, yes, you've got like source material, mm. but you've also got source material that yeah. you have to replicate. It can ring untrue yeah. to the audience. Exactly. Yeah. yeah, you make a good point. So I think it's almost more impressive yeah. to make it seem so real mm. in a different way, I guess. Yeah. Again, it's like a different skill. Yeah. It's, yeah, they, they do such an incredible job. And it's it's crazy that each time you go and see one of the animated films, you think, oh, this is perfect. And then the next one's even it's better. better. You think, yeah, oh, they're always oh. like chipping away yeah. at yeah, you improvements. Think in, you know, 10 years, what is it going to look like? Yeah. It's going to look like you. It's going to be real. Like it's going to be real, babe. It's going to be projected in your head. In your brain, like Batman forever. Yeah. Where would you, where would you put this in... You flatter me with Toy Story. believing that I can remember what happens in each of them. I will uh, 
put a pin in that request. <laughs> I mean, it's never going to... I think the first is always going to be the best. Okay. For me, because... I feel like that was the most unique story. Mm-hmm. Um, and then I... I feel like... I feel like... This is maybe third for me. Okay. Yeah. But I mean, they're all good. So it's not like, it's no shun. Yeah, absolutely. How about you? Um, I think this is probably the weakest. Oh, really? Um, But, you know, the weakest of, the weakest Toy Story film is like tallest, tallest dwarf or something. You know what I mean? It's not really a kind of, yeah. yeah. Um, Yeah, they're all great and this is great. And if you haven't seen it, then go and see it. Slight warning, though. Slight warning. If you are scared of dummies, yeah, then just maybe give it a miss. Yeah, this is this to be as woke as we can be. This could be quite triggering. Yes, this could be quite triggering for all of you with ventriloquist dummy phobias. Yeah, because it was for me, and I don't have a phobia. Terrifying. Yeah. Yeah. If if you were shitted up by that goosebumps book with the ventral yeah. this will not go down well. Yeah, this is gonna, terrifying. Yeah, you're gonna. It's not gonna end well for you. You know, gosh, gosh. So just fair warning. Good warning. That's you a know? good warning, babe. Yeah, that's a good warning. Um, so we, uh, if you are leaving us at this point, if you haven't seen uh, Toy Story Four and you are leaving us, thank you very much for listening. Um, we hope you do come back and listen to the spoiler-filled section uh, once you have seen it. For those of you who have seen Toy Story Four and are eager to dive into the full spoilerific goodness, you have only a jingle's worth of time to wait um, before we get into it. So let's have that flipping jingle. We're just about to spoil this film. So I'm telling you it won't be groovy If you listen any further Without watching the movie It's spoilers! Here we are. Toy Story 4. We have left the desert of spoiler-free and we're into the jungle, the swamp of spoiler-filled. We will be using, as ever, our patented 5.6 outcome rating system um, to delve into the nitty and indeed the gritty of this fourth instalment in the tale, the saga of Woody, Buzz, Jesse, Bullseye, Ham, Rex, Bullseye? the horse, oh. uh, Mr. and Mrs. Potato Head, Slinky Dog, etc. etc. Uh, Tiffany B. Yeah. Guess a point where we are. Guess a point. I just want to buy all the things in the antique store because they're like me antiques. <laughs> um, okay. Uh, I'm going to start with a negative. You son of a bitch. Pardon? Sir. <laughs> <laughs> um, start over. <laughs> Um, I have touched on this already, but I did feel like the the, the beginning was a bit slow, mm-hmm. and it, I felt a little like I wasn't in safe hands. Oh, you weren't in safe hands. Yeah, I felt like they just Despicable. lost their touch a little. Wow. Um, 
and I was just worried I couldn't I don't know I just thought oh I'm not sure where this is going I'm mm-hmm. not sure that it's like and I think it was really just a pacing issue yeah um I think that the beginning was fine yeah because it was you know necessary to set up the story but I also think it was um too long you okay. know and, and they yeah dwelled on the forky joke mm-hmm. and and maybe hit it too hard for yeah. me um and and Woody at the beginning is kind of not Woody like he's very and I know that's kind of the point yeah is that he's a little bit lost and he's a little bit like paranoid or a little yeah. bit you know depressed maybe mm. um but he I don't know he's just such a character he's such an important pivotal mm. character to the story mm. that without him moving through his kind of emotions or moving away from that yeah. it kind of felt like it was a bit of a false start yeah for me yeah i wanted to be like okay i get it and now what mm. like you know i get i don't know i think it was pacing it could have been structure like i don't know but just started off slow for me yeah. and like i say i was like oh dear what's happening here mm. um it didn't feel like the toy stories that i know and love at the beginning yeah. and so I would, yeah, I was a bit disappointed there. But like I say, it was probably the, the only the first quarter. Mm-hmm. Um, and it wasn't that I didn't like Forky because I thought he was funny. There were some funny bits with it. But yeah, maybe it just laboured it too hard. And I was like, okay, let's get on with it. Mm. Let's move forward with the story. Like, yeah. What's the story? Yeah. You know, I just don't think it gripped me yeah, quick enough. I would agree. I mean, that that is one of my points as well. That is a negative. Yeah. Um yeah, I think it was a slow start. I think that yeah, Forky wasn't quite as funny as they thought he was. Yeah. It's a it's an interesting thing. There was a, a, a moment where they went into like a montage of Woody saving Forky from jumping in mm. a rubbish bin. Mm. And it's a it's a bone of no bone of contention, but it's a it's a signifier for me with modern episodes of The Simpsons. Mm. I feel like if somebody and I'm sure somebody has because people are geeks about The Simpsons myself included um, to go through and count up how frequently Simpsons did montages per season it's increased exponentially in after you know season 15 or whatever Mm. it's much more in later ones than early ones and I there's just something about it that just feels quite kind of cheap feels like it's just time wasting Mm. feels like it's just trying to you know here's this one gag that we've got let's try and put it in a few different things Mm. and that'll kill a minute or two but don't you think it's like isn't the intent to be the opposite of time wasting to be more efficient and get across a, a message of you know a repeated theme or something as yeah. efficiently as possible. Yeah, yeah, I would agree with that. But I think that there are more efficient ways of doing it than seeing it happen over and over again. Mm. I think there's maybe a more more elegant ways, perhaps. Maybe not efficient, but just slightly more elegant ways of... of or like original. Or original, yeah. I just feel like mm. there's something about cutting out the... Um, kind of uh, 
diegetic sound in the thing and just putting some music over the top of it and just having a few different, you know, um, examples of the same thing. And it's, I guess it's not all montages because there is that lovely one in the first Toy Story film scored to Strange Things, one of uh, mm. Randy Newman's finest works, um, where Woody's looking around and the bedroom's changing and stuff. But I feel like that's that's not like here's the same gag over and over again yeah. in different ways. It's, it's you know, showing a passage of time yeah. as much as anything else. But it, it just really felt to me like a modern Simpsons thing. And that's lazy. Not, lazy, yeah. Is that what you're saying? Yeah, lazy. maybe. Just, a, just out of ideas a little bit. Mm. And that, yeah, did set the alarm bells ringing somewhat. Um, yeah, it just felt like it was just another adventure just another thing like what's mm. the what's the crux why are we doing this yeah and it didn't it didn't establish that quickly enough yeah um and because i mean ultimately the film is kind of about retirement i suppose I... in that woody has this kind of sense of duty of this is what i'm supposed to do but i haven't taken any time to kind of do what i want to do he's kind of been in service of you know looking after Andy to some degree and then looking after Bonnie even though he's kind of Uh, yeah I think you could read it as about retirement I feel like I read it more as about um, like societal expectations or like um, well I feel like Woody feels like yeah, a duty is a good word, or a kind of um, responsibility yeah. to to you know serve his kid, whoever yeah. that is. Um, and I think Bo Peep represents the kind of what I really like about this film. And I'm kind of diving into another one of my points here, which is Agreed. like the message, yeah. which is a positive thing, which is very much like Bo Peep finds her calling her happiness her comfort zone whatever you want to call it you know outside of what they've always thought yeah. they should do what that you know the agreed norms yeah for toys and so i feel like it is kind of about retirement but it's also about not being afraid to buck the trend okay to be like you know he's constantly like well are you a lost toy that's the worst thing ever isn't it yeah. if you you you're not you don't have a kid then who are you yeah and she and those other kind of ragtag group of toys are like defining it for themselves yeah but I, what i like about it is not only is it saying you you don't have to do the standard thing or yeah. what's expected of you or what you feel pressure to do or you know that you feel is is the right path um you know inverted commas kind of you can you can do your own thing but you also can do the thing that you're expected to do and you can be happy with that yeah do you know what i mean so it was like some of the toys decided well we want to stay yeah having a kid is actually really important to us yeah and then some of those toys decided that's not that important and i'm okay to buck the trend and i know that people think that's weird but whatevs yeah um so i really liked that kind of message that it had which was you know, create your own path. Mm. And that can be traditional or non-traditional. Um, and that's fine. Yeah. Either of those options. Whatever you want to do. Okay. Um, so I really liked that. Yeah. 
that's how I read it. Yeah. But I think you're right. It's about retirement and duty and thinking about yourself. Yeah. Um, but I read it more as a kind of um, path-taking, uh, you know, bravery of yeah. bucking the trend of being like, well, I know everybody does this and I know everybody thinks you should do this. Yeah. But I don't really want to do it. Okay. I want to do this. Nice. But some people do want to do that yeah. and that's fine. Yeah. There's room for all type of thing. And I think, we, yeah, whichever one they were kind of going for or if there was a specific, you know, anything more specific that they were going for, I feel like that could have been laid out a little bit earlier. Earlier. Yeah. So you kind of get a sense of yeah. what what they're doing and where they're going. Yeah. And stuff. Well, I mean, I think they... I, I disagree a little bit because I okay. think that they do lay out that it's his duty. Uh-huh. He's, he's wrapped up in this duty and that it doesn't really make him that happy. Yeah. That he's got these kind of moral compass of duty, responsibility, like loyalty. Yeah. Um, I think they've banged that too hard. I felt like, yeah, okay, I get it. Okay. You know? Yeah. Um, so for me, I felt like they did lay it out early. They knew what it, they wanted to do. Okay. But they just spent too long establishing, you know, so the you status quo. So you too much? Yeah. Okay. So I think the opposite of you. Cool, cool. Great, 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 great. Nice, nice. So so your second point was you like the message? Yeah. Okay, cool. Um, I am going to make a point that seems to be entirely contravening the point that I just made. (laughs) Classic, Dan. So point one, I didn't like that it was a slow start. Point two, I really like the opening. What? Um, you the, mean the Bo Peep opening? Yeah. Yeah. The flashback at the beginning, I think, was just... I don't know. And there's a, there's another point that is a kind of... Overall, a similar kind of point, where it's just, just a showcase of what Pixar do so well, mm-hmm. which is create so much feeling, so much... Real basic, real simple, really effective storytelling. Yeah. Um, and they just do it so quickly. Yeah. So effectively that, you know, I was almost in tears. You know, we've been watching the film for, you know, three and a half minutes. And I'm like, oh, God, no, don't go. Because it's so quick. Yeah. They, there's the whole dare and do of, like, yeah. saving RC from the gutter and whatever. Yeah. Slinky Dog would not be able to stretch that far. I don't care who you are. He would. He would not be able he to stretch would. that far. Okay, fair enough. He would. Um, he could do it. He could do it. Slink could do it. Every confidence in him. <laughs> got every confidence in his slink. Um, and then and then that's it. Success, blah, blah, blah. And then, oh, O'Pete's gone. And then it's under the thing. And it's, yeah, at the moment where he takes his hands away. And it's just so heartbreaking. Yeah. Just that sense of that they're good friends. Yeah. And now they have to say goodbye. Yeah. And it's that kind of moving on, that kind of... Yeah. That is... And inevitably... Again, it's such a... It's it's the... The genius, I think, of... I mean, Pixar specifically, but just kind of... I don't know. Fantasy storytelling in some way that... Nobody knows what it's like to be a toy. No. Nobody knows what it's like to, you know, be a plastic thing that can move somehow. But everybody knows what it's like to have to say goodbye to somebody that you don't want to say say goodbye to. Yeah. And that you have that choice. That's it was a similar thing in um, yesterday, and I won't get into spoilers for that. But it just comes down to a choice, mm-hmm. and that's so often is 
some of the most interesting and rewarding parts of any film where a character has a choice because the character is telling you exactly who they are and where their priorities are by the choices that they make mm. and in that moment he can go with Bo he can think of himself or he can stick with yeah. what, he, what he feels his duty is yeah um, and just those hands yeah taken away and the fact that it's all beautifully backlit underneath mm. the car by the the light the warm glow from the house and it's pissing down with rain and the rain looked amazing um just yeah i just, I just wrapped up in it yeah. immediately yeah um it just yeah it was just so so nicely done so yeah. so really beautifully beautifully done yeah yeah, I agree. I have a, a very similar point, which is just about, like, it always... I mean, they always do it, but it has so much heart in it. Yeah. It brings so much heart. And I think, you know, the way that it does that is is through those moments yeah. of, like... Yeah, I think you're right. The choice thing is, is so reflective of... Because a choice is great because yeah. it shows doubt. Yeah. Uncertainty. Yeah. It shows conflict. Yeah. Um, and so, yeah, and I think what that scene did really, really well was he was going to go with her. Yeah. He was like, and so you know that's what he wants to do. Yeah. And so that makes, if he, if they hadn't have had that, if he hadn't have been like, yeah, okay, let's do it. Yeah. Like, I don't think it would have had the same effect. No. And if he hadn't have had the little, the hands, the symbolic yeah. hands of like the detail, I think that's what they do so well. That yeah. Those kind of human details yeah. of like, not just what are we doing here? What, what are we trying to get across in this scene? But really, how are we going to show that? Yeah. Like, how do we show that he cares, but that he has to, you know, ultimately make this choice? Like, without him saying... Which, you know, he does as well. He talks yeah. through it. But, um, yeah, I think that that scene, it does it really well. And then, obviously, later when he's saying goodbye to Buzz, yeah. then that's, you know, A is a, like, you know, lovely callback to the previous moment. Yeah. And, like you say, shows his character development of, like, now I'm going to choose myself. Yeah. And my own desire rather than putting other people before me. Which he does earlier in the film as well to set, up, set a lot of the whole thing in motion of when they're walking past the antique store. Yeah. And him and Forky, he they wants, could get yeah. there. They could yeah. get to Bonnie. Making that choice, But he's, yeah. thinking, of, he's thinking of himself. He's, yeah. he's kind of moved on to the point where yeah. he's feeling less he can't valued. let that go. Yeah, yeah, so now he's got to go after both. Yeah. And then, yeah, they the, have the call back at the end as well. It's, yeah, it was nice. And then yeah. him saying goodbye to all his friends. Just so sad. I mean, but it felt very cathartic. It felt yeah. very like... Yeah. But anyway... I think that the yeah a they bring a lot of detail to their scenes mm-hmm. um, that brings a lot of humanity to it. Mm-hmm. So I feel like they're very like the best at that yeah. in an animated sense. And then they they're just very clever with they just pick issues and and you know internal personal conflicts that everybody suffers with or everybody can relate to like you know feeling obsolete feeling useless feeling like you're not you know desirable or interesting or wanted you know everybody wants to feel loved everybody Mm. like whoever you are whatever age you are 
Yeah. And you know, you, you mentioned about like the retirement thing. I think I think that everybody who watches this would have their own interpretation because it would probably speak to them yeah. in that kind of what am I scared about? Mm. What makes me anxious and what makes me paranoid and what yeah. makes me sad. Um in that sense of like longing and not feeling wanted you know I can imagine a kid watching it and being like yeah like nobody wants to play with me in the playground and then you know an older person watching it being like oh yeah what if I retire and nobody cares about me anymore and I'm useless so I just think they pick great issues that are just so human but also just universal yeah um and they they play that really well so I think the way that they bring emotion Mm. to you know, a bunch of toys is is always impressive. And I think it's like, in this film, I felt like it was the detail and and the, the issue. Because mm. I just think they were universal issues and lovely little bits of detail that, that tell such a story. Yeah. Uh, in those kind of moments, like you say, that's really important. Mm. How do we make this emotional yeah. and important and show that this, this is, you know... This is of some kind of gravity yeah. for this character, um, so I think they do that really well, and they do it again. Heartbreaking. Yeah. I was in floods. Were you? Floods. So when it gets to the end and the little Gabby Gabby sees the little girl and that yeah. whole part of it, yeah. And the and the fact that it's just because it could have just been the little girl sees her and she's you know happy to be with her, but it's the fact that the little girl sees the dolly and immediately feels like she has to take care of the doll. Yeah. And so that gives her the bravery to go. And so it just... Oh, God. And yeah. then when Woody's saying goodbye to everyone, because it, it feels like this is the end of, you know, the yeah. last Toy Story. Yeah. It's because he's the audience surrogate. It's like, we're all saying goodbye yeah. to Buzz and we're all saying goodbye to Jesse. Yeah. We're all saying goodbye to these characters that we've known for, you know, 25 years or something. That long? Uh, 95. Yeah, 95 to 19. So 24 years. Yeah. yeah. Like, grown up with. Jeez, yeah. Um, and we're all saying goodbye to them, and it's just heartbreaking. Yeah. Heartbreaking. Um, I am going to talk about a location. Okay. And again, maybe this... Uh, just kind of ties in with the the animators thing that I was talking about before um, but it's lucky because it's where the majority of the film takes place but the the antique store yeah feels so real yeah so there's so much going on yeah in there it's it's in the same way as the like the daycare from Toy Story 3 in the same way as like the collector's place from Toy Story 2 yeah you feel feel like it's it's a there's a like a real life location of what it is oh it's an antique store but then there's a a, I don't know it kind of gives it in that kind of we're toys and we're looking at it from a different perspective that it's this kind of fortress yeah it's this kind of old foot and that you've got the kind of the dummies with their heads rotating on the top there's like the search lights and whatnot and you've got this kind of carpo girl in the middle like the big boss who's kind of ruling everything um it just and then there's this weird little like speakeasy in the jukebox that you can go into it just felt so rich yeah such a rich environment yeah um 
and then even down to little things like I mean you look at the trivia mm. on IMDB and it's stuff from every film yeah. that Pixar have ever done knocking around up there Features, there's the Luxo yeah. ball there's the thing from the you know inside out there's the you know everything there's something in there um, but even down to little things like when they're on the top of the cabinets and it's all really dusty yeah. because of course it'd be really dusty or around the back when they're yeah. around the back and the bo- on Behind the floor the cabinets and there's and, wires and yeah. dust and yeah because of course it would be yeah like of course it would be yeah. but it just adds that just those like you say those little details yeah that just add so much to it and make you feel so much like it's a real living yeah. breathing place um I just think it's yeah it's it's incredible the look of it was was wonderful the yeah the inhabitants the, they're all kind of a, from a bygone era um yeah I just thought it was it was great and a great kind of location in that yeah in yeah. that same way as the the daycare from you know the third one that it feels like this weird little you know environment this weird little almost like I don't know when you're watching The Walking Dead and they arrive in a new town mm. and it's like right what are the rules of this place who, yeah. are, the, who are the who's in charge who's yeah. the henchman who's the yeah um, and it was just as threatened as that it's incredible mm. Yeah, yeah, I agree. I think it was, yeah, those details, like you say, just so um, important to telling the story mm. and just making it feel real. It brings, like, a real mm. kind of substance to it. Yeah, um, and I feel like they're the details that set Pixar apart from, like, you go and see Toy Story 4 and all of the trailers beforehand for all these different, you know, animated yeah. films. Like, there's yeah. a million coming out. Oh, and yeah. And you think, well, I've nev- never heard of any of these. No. And I'm never going to see them. And they've all got millions of stars in yeah. them, which and is clearly story. where they're spending their money, yeah, but um, not. And it's, it's those differences, I think, just the kind of, those little details yeah. that set Pixar apart, I think. It's the storytelling, but visually it's... it's yeah. It's not all. It's you know Star Wars being everything's a bit dirty. Yeah. Everything's a bit battered. Everything looks worn. Yeah. It's not all these sleek not, fancy yeah. spaceships that other science fiction films had. It's, it feels all lived in. Yeah. Suppose, which allows you to kind of just dive into the story a lot more. Yeah. Yeah, I agree. Um, Good. I also think what they do very well, and a lot of, in fairness, I think a lot of. Um, animated films do this well but um, it's just the humour the fun humour it's just always fun isn't it you know that you're going to laugh and you know that it's it's not going to take itself too seriously it's going to have those moments yeah. of like this is important yeah there's some gravitas here mm-hmm. and then for the rest of the time it's just going to have fun yeah um, and I think you know it did that really well and 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 you have your you have your Buzz and you have your, like, um, Ham and all those, you know, ones that you've seen before, Mr. Mm-hmm. Potato Head and all of that, and they bring all their usual flavour and, mm-hmm. and humour. But this, I thought, with the new characters, did really, yeah. you know, brought a lot of the humour, really. Mm-hmm. They were given a lot more airtime, in fairness, but, like, Duke Kaboom yeah. and Ducky and Bunny and... Yeah, that even that giggle McDimples yeah. character. Um, I thought all of them were great. Yeah, like really, they all bought, like they all made the most of their time, yeah. <laughs> and uh, were very kind of original mm-hmm. 
and interesting. Mm. Um, and, you know, even, like, Bo Peep and the Sheep. Yeah. Like, bringing, uh, you know, a lot of humour as well. Um, but, yeah, I felt like a lot of the new characters you hadn't seen were given more space to be more humorous and, yeah. and they were really you know some of the funniest moments I think like um, yeah the Duke Boom stuff was mm-hmm. always good he was a great character mm-hmm. um, and uh, yeah Ducky and Bunny I thought they were great those bits where they're like attacking I they're mean, saying the same plan over yeah. and over again where it just, and you know where it's going yeah. and it did it did such a good job of getting that balance of not doing it too many times yeah but you kind of, you know, it's that little anticipation, like, yeah. you know it's going to happen. Um, but when it does, it's really funny. I mean, that's, yeah, that was the funniest moment in the entire Yeah, thing. yeah. The third one that they were like, no, it's going to be different, it's going to be yeah. different. And you cut to a shot of her, and you're like, oh, they're going to jump out. No, they're yeah. not. There's another shot. Oh, they're going to jump out. And each shot that yeah. they... That so, she, like, she has a uh, bath, and then she yeah. goes to bed or whatever. She, yeah. like, opens up the fridge, and you're yeah. like, oh, they're going to be in the yeah. fridge. No, she's yeah. in the bath, that she's driving home, they're going to be in the back seat. Yeah. No, they're not. And they're just in the bed, like, staring down. <laughs> yeah. Terrifying. Yeah. So I thought, I, I mean, that is always funny, but I was I was pleased to see that there were, um, I mean, a Forky as well had some funny moments. Yeah. But, um, yeah, it was nice to see that there were a lot of new characters that brought their own particular kind of flavour of funny. Yeah. Um, and like those little things, like that giggle, McDimples, and she's coming down the stairs in her yeah. little house and walking out to the thing. <laughs> like just little things like that, little moments. And yeah. she was very funny and like yeah. silly. Um, yeah, I, 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 I liked that. I thought, you know, the humour is always great. Yeah, it, yeah. In, in that way where every, you feel like with these animated films that take so long to make that there's no wasted... Yeah. Time every every time that they could get a little line in or a little yeah. visual gag because you know the animators are spending three months animating these yeah. you know twenty seconds. Um, yeah, they really make the most of their time in terms yeah. of cramming as much funny in there as possible. Yeah, yeah, and I also think with regard to humor, I have to mention Buzz because I think he's a great humorous character. Yeah. It's just because he's so serious. Yeah. And him pressing the button and like, oh, listen to your inner voice. Okay. And pressing his button yeah. and being like, okay, I'm going to do that. <laughs> like, because he's kind of dim. Yeah. But serious. And I feel like he just... maybe took a bit of a step down in terms of his dimness. To... I feel oh, like maybe really? he's a bit more aware, self-aware in other... Oh, yeah, you in, could be in right. previous films. You could be right, yeah. Um, it felt like maybe they dumbed him down a little bit in order to get that gag that, in yeah. but it was a very good Maybe. gag so. yeah I liked it I okay. thought it was funny yeah I think they get away with it um, I will go with one that's difficult to talk about um, sure and difficult to kind of define and okay. talk about it particularly interestingly but we might have to just go through it quickly uh, the score yes um, a lot of moments in the film where I found myself bursting with emotion yeah um, I noticed that the score was there just to kind of bolster everything. Lead you in the right direction. Yeah, yeah. without ever getting too over the top. Heavy-handed, yeah. But it was just, yeah, really nicely um, pitched, really nicely uh, done. It was um, old Randall Newman um, conducting it as well, I think. It said in the credits, oh, really? unless I misread. Um, but yeah, just really nice. Yeah. Really, really nice. Yeah. All the way through, 
kind of just giving you that little bit of extra mm. juice to, to kind of push you in one direction or the other. Mm. Um, and it just, yeah, works so nicely in conjunction with, with the animation. Yeah. The look makes you feel something, the sound makes you feel something. Yeah, yeah, that's true. Yeah, I almost had a similar point um, with regard to the music because I did notice the same, mm. that when you started to feel, you can hear the music coming and you're like, yeah. oh, here we go. Oh, God. Oh, here we go. Oh, Who's going to die? Um, and it's also, I also think the music in Toy Story is great because it does the kind of nice, like, I'm a toy and this life yeah. is easy and I'm a kid and it's all like... Yeah lovely and easy and fun and then yeah it has these moments where it's like but this is serious and I would be remiss if I did not mention of course you've got a friend of me your favourite song of all time um, making another appearance Uh, as like a kind of recap of all of the three previous films in about seven seconds Um, just just so beautiful yeah and so sweet it's very sweet it's a wonderful wonderful song yeah. I'm very glad that it was a part of this film as well. Okay. Um, well, I guess my last point then. Last point. Uh, is, um, and we've touched on it a little bit, but the ending, I think I really liked that it felt like at the end of an era. Yeah. And I hope that it is. Yeah. Because I do, I will still have that anxiety. I'm like, <laughs> please don't ruin this. Um yeah, because I think, you know, you do get attached to these characters. Very like you so. say, they've been in your life for a long time. You know them. You were very young when you were first mm-hmm. introduced to them. And, um, yeah, I liked that it's like a new chapter, like a really hard new chapter for Woody. Yeah. Like, whatever happens now, yeah, things have changed. Yeah. Um, you know, and he could go back and whatever, or they could do a film about him and his new adventure as a lost toy or whatever um and i think those both could be valid but it's it feels like this kind of group of films and this group of storytelling is kind of done yeah they've put a a full stop at the end of it and i appreciate that i think it's bold and i think it's brave and i think it's important to be like things are not going to ever be the same yeah now and they've done that in the other films but this is a real yeah like yeah and i really like that and it's sad but you know like i say somewhat cathartic as well yeah um you want to see him move on you want to see him grow because you see all these other characters grow you see the kids grow up um and you see some toys that don't care but he's so you know uh, i don't know what developed Mm. as a character that the story feels too small for him now. Yeah. And so I think it was the right move. That's and um, yeah, I'm glad that they did it. I think it was bold, but I think it was the right thing to do. Yeah. And it made me come away feeling like, oh, that's that story <laughs> told. Like they've told a story. Yeah. And they haven't done the whole like, well, we're going to leave a door open. Yeah. Because we might want to do this again. Mm. Like they've just been like, no we're here to tell this story yeah. and the the right ending to this story mm. is him going off and being a lost toy and starting a new adventure living a life for himself as opposed to for someone else yeah um so i really like that i always appreciate uh, you know bold storytelling mm. um 
and I think I think it did that really well. It's so certainly bold. I felt like it was the end of an era, and I felt like it was the right thing to do. Mm. And dropped in such a um, emotional way. I mean, I was already emotional at this point from little Gabby Gabby. Oh the yeah. Girl. Yeah. It's like, oh god, Gabby Gabby, she's got a <laughs> child. Um, and then uh, Woody says goodbye to Bo again. You're like, oh, that's really sad because. And then Buzz says, "She'll be fine. Bonnie will be fine." And just because um, I didn't see it really coming. Yeah. And she said, "Bonnie will be fine," and I, my heart was just like. Oh. Yeah. It's it just so sad. Yeah. It's the, very clever. The, very, very clever. And just super, super emotional. Um, and yeah, the, the idea that it, it's almost scary, yeah. I think, that that kind of big level of change. And it's this kind of very comforting, you know, it's, it's yeah. a break from the status quo. Yeah. Of. Woody's there and Everything Buzz is there and everyone's there and the kid's there yeah. and you know, they live in a cupboard and it's all whatever. Um, yeah. And just the, the, yeah, the delivery of it was really nice and the fact that it's all the lovely lights and the fun fair. It's, uh, yeah. yeah. It was, yeah, the ending was, was very, very strong. Yeah. And really, um, yeah, that felt the most kind of Toy Story-ish. Yeah. It just kind of built and built and built all the mm. way to that moment. Yeah. Mm. Um, so my final point, while I uh, stop cutting onions here, oh my god, um, we've mentioned him before, we've mentioned him already, um, and it is uh, Mr. Duke Kaboom. Oh yes. Uh, again, this is the other one that I think is just what Pixar do so well is giving you this character who's a joke. Really. Yeah, he's a you know, isn't it funny? He's like he's a Canadian evil Knievel yeah. little gag because he, you know, you need somebody to do a thing, and you could be cynical and say, you know, that Disney were like, well, we need to sell some more toys, we need to put in some more new characters here to kind of, yeah. you know, and yet they take this character who is, you know, a kind of comedy punchline, and you really start to feel for him. Yeah, you really start like his little backstory in the you know it's like a, a slightly funnier version of you know obviously the the master the stroke that they did with Jessie in the in the second one of her heartbreaking one yeah and his one's a little bit of a funnier version of that yeah. but told in the same kind of way but you really start to you really feel for him yeah you really get a sense that he's you know of what he's going through and what he you know his his feelings of inferiority and it's yeah. It's mm. it's classic Pixar for me. Yeah. It's taken a character that is silly, very yeah. silly, and just saying, "Ha, here's the joke though," because you're almost going to cry in a couple of minutes when he does this thing. And you're like, "What? Well, don't talk rubbish, Pixar!" And they're like, like "Oh God, you kaboom, <laughs> Rachel, Rachel." <laughs> <laughs> great choice of names because that just <laughs> I mean I assume it's I had a little google of it and it seems like it's a you know not uncommon name in, French Canadian yeah. name but uh, yeah Rigeon <laughs> um, yeah I just think yeah Duke Kaboom is a kind of a bit of a 
in the same way as that opening flashback segment, just a little bit of a crystallisation of yeah. what Pixar do so well. Yeah. I mean, they take a, a character like Dory yeah. from Finding Nemo, comedy character, it's like, well, here's a whole film. Yeah. You will care enough about this comedy yeah. character um, that we're going to give her a whole film and you're going to, you're definitely going to pay to come and see it. Yeah. That's true. Um, so yeah, Duke Kaboom, immediately endearing. Yeah. Um, he just, yeah. Very funny. Very, very funny. Yeah. Keanu Reeves, man, he, he's on a bit of a renaissance, isn't he? Sure. He's been in other things like get. Yeah. You're a baguette. <laughs> I was going to say, I guess. And then I I bet. <laughs> Felt more confident. Because I'm confident that he's been in other things because of your renaissance comment. <laughs> <laughs> the general nature of your renaissance comment. Well, like John Wick um, uh, is now a trilogy, so that's a, uh, a big thing. He was in that. Oh, I mean, always be my maybe, but that's not a big thing. But just like, it feels like and there's He's lots of, a bit of a... goodwill to do with him he, he, everyone seems to love him I mean that's always been the way yeah he seems like a good guy seems like a nice guy bit of a weird guy aren't we all well I'm not a weird guy but you're a weird chick we're all just a bunch of misfits just you know looking to make our way in the world just like Woody Buzz in the game yeah <laughs> yeah Gosh, it's come for That's why we care. That's they are why. we, and we they. Gosh, you've cracked it. Crack the case. Um, so what were your points? Mine were negative, uh, slow start. Positive, the message. Positive, lots of heart. Positive, humour. And positive, the ending. The ending. And in the end, believe... Uh, mine were slow start, negative, positive opening flashback, positive Duke Kaboom, positive score, positive antique store. So it was a four for you and a four for me. It was. I, I, I was. A four for Toy Story 4. Yeah. I was almost. I, this is like a four and a half. It's like yeah, a nine out of ten. Yeah. I was close to giving it a five, but I just yeah. thought. Yeah. It would be, I think, unfair to the other Toy Stories. That's true. Which yes. I'd imagine would be all fives, but we haven't watched them in a, in a long time. Yeah. Maybe we should go back and do that. Yeah. Um, but yeah, just because it was it was a, a scorch below. Yeah. Um, but still a very fine film. Yes. That made me laugh, made me gasp. Those fucking dummies. Oh my god. Just terrible. Too scary, I think. <laughs> just as a side really note. Really pushed the like, envelope. Isn't this for children? Yeah. I almost walked out. <laughs> you hadn't been in your Regal Meridian 40X reclining chair. Yeah, no, if it wouldn't have taken me five minutes to get out of that chair. <laughs> I would have been out of there. No, I mean, I thought it was really freaky. Really if I was scary. a kid, I, that would terrify me. I would never. I would see them in my house for weeks. <laughs> I would. They're weird, like... The way they move. Um, yeah, their legs oh don't work properly and their arms are just by their sides and they're all a bit floppy. Terrifying. And they're kind of weird, like smiling yeah. faces, that a dead-eyed, smiley face. Yeah. Like, I tell you what. And then there's like loads of them coming yeah. at them. I was like, this is a nightmare. Yeah. Like an actual nightmare. This is a nightmare that someone at Pixar yeah. has. And they're like, cathartically for me, yeah. I need to I put need this to, in like, the film. 
of being Other chased people by need to giant see this. ventriloquist dummies like falling over yeah. each other like World War Z, <laughs> chasing yeah. after Brad Pitt. And the environment of that old store yeah. and the old pram with yeah. the weird doll, like weird kind of creepy doll yeah. in it. Like that whole bit. I was like, wow, guys. Put the willies up. Yeah, it? too much, too much. Too much, guys. Like, I i didn't come to see a horror film, okay? <laughs> Just take this as a warning. Yeah. That, you know, you can only push it so far. Some people get scared. Tiffany B can only be pushed so far, <laughs> all right? Um, so that was our spoiler-filled review of Toy Story 4, hopefully the final instalment of the Toy Story uh, saga. Uh, thank you very much for listening. Um, if you agree, if you disagree, get in touch. At Welcome to Flicks on both uh, Facebook and Instagram. Um, Tiffany B? Yeah. What did we learn? What did we learn? Gosh. Today. Um, don't trust dummies. <laughs> In every sense of the word. Why did you marry one then? Oh! Oh! <laughs> <laughs> it did all come full circle. We're oh! great podcasters. Oh. Cheers!